this week on the Bamcast. Sweet Jesus, is that William Smith again? What star? We're in. All right, and welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, hey Bamcast. Bamcast. Episode 313. Woo, that's a... Mm. So many episodes. Palindrome. Sure. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first time. Then we rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They got one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. But the bad bad movies and stay away. They're getting negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags, after Twilight. Ah. Boo, yuck, yeah. don't like it. Fart noise. No Poop thank emoji. you. So, uh, here we are, sadly, in the last week of Black Exploitation History Month. No. It's over for another year. Aww. Man. But it will return. Yeah. We have to wait in an entire 11 months to watch another good movie. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> just another one in this 51 weeks genre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, final week brings us 1973's Sweet Jesus Preacher Man. Sweet Jesus Preacher Man. So uh, That's a great title. <laughs> it's a really good title. Um, really quick plot summary, and then we'll talk more about it. Ah. A black hitman poses as a Baptist preacher in a ghetto church. He decides to take over the local rackets. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So, sweet, yeah, sweet so, Jesus preacher man. So, uh, the preacher man. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. the the hitman who becomes a preacher man uh-huh. is Roger E. Mosley. Yep. Who we would know as TC from Magnum PI. Yeah. Magnum's buddy with the helicopter. Yep. They were in Nam together. Yep. <laughs> and this is what, 10 years before Magnum PI? Yeah, Magnum PI was 81. Yeah. Because so. he looks exactly the same. Yep. Yeah. Kind of jacked in this, though. He was... He he's was got, fairly jacked. He's got sweet Jesus preacher yeah, arms. He, he, <laughs> yes. Yes, Chuck. Um, and of course, William Smith in making his ninth. Ninth. Vamp Number nine. Appearance. Wow. Ninth. He surpassed Steve James. Yeah. Not in our hearts. No. Because so. Steve James is always number one in our hearts. But yeah. William Smith, just in sheer quantity, has <laughs> surpassed Steve And we don't James. even really keep trying. It just kind of keeps happening. We just pick a movie. It's like, oh, well, William Smith's uh, in it too. Yeah. Well, Let's all right. Let's look at it this way. <laughs> We're going to do Black Exploitation History Month every year. Yeah. There's going to be four movies in that. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in most of them. There's a strong potential for him to show up in yeah. one of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Although, he's probably the most subdued he's ever been in one of these here. He's not... It's because he of is. all the hair and all the non-gray hair. Normally, when we see him, he has bad hair and a bad mustache. Sure. But and this I, is pretty I just mean, like, for his him. temperament in this is not... He has one blow-up. But I think the thing about him is, you get the feeling he was filmed on, like, three days. Total. Oh, easily. Like they did his the scenes were in his office, and that was yeah. boom done with him. Yep. Scenes in the car, boom done with him, and then the one scene at the very end of the movie. Yeah. And it feels like he was just like, "All right, let's get this over with." Yeah, because he was a big get. Yeah. Nineteen seventy three is William Smith. <laughs> Only can give yeah. you three days work. He's like, I was in Hammer. Did you see Hammer? Hammer hadn't even come out yeah. yet. These <laughs> they, movies were just they right put- next to each other. Just. <laughs> Filming next door. He was probably doing both at the same time. He walked off the set yeah. of Hammer, walked over here, did this movie. I understand they put my face through a car window. Yeah. Method. <laughs> right. That's probably what fucked up his throat. Maybe. But yeah, he's in it. Uh, the director, 
he's been he was actually a director of photography for Black Samson. Uh-huh. And the camera operator for One Man Force. Yes. He's a Banff Cast alum. Mm-hmm. And he also worked on Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And Death Race 2000. He's so. uh he's a Dutch man. A Dutchman. A, you know, your go-to choice for a black yeah. exploitation movie. Henning Schellerup. Uh-huh. And he's worked a lot. Yeah. But in a number of different jobs. Like, he's directed, like, 20 movies, but he's also, like, been the camera operator for 50 movies. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys who just... He's just like, hey, yeah. that guy needs work. Mm-hmm. He can hold a camera. Yeah. As a director, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. And also, uh, this... In sharp contrast to him, the three people that wrote the screenplay never wrote anything else ever. No. Before or after. Nothing. It Can't shows. Say I'm surprised. <laughs> it shows. Say, uh... I'm not sure they wrote this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they had to put some names on it, so they probably just made them up. Right. Because yep. so. this... The movie starts on a funeral. Yeah. We uh, don't know for who. I think it's we the don't previous know why. preacher man. Pre- no. Previous man. <laughs> Okay, so they, so they talk. They talk about the guy who was the preacher before that he took over because conveniently okay. they were bringing in the new preacher and okay. he assumed the identity. So you're saying there's three preachermen? Yes, and this was the very first one, right? The the co-chair of this one church that mm-hmm. Sweet Jesus Preacher Man eventually shows up right. at. Okay, I mean it's it's not made clear, but that's that's my assumption. Yeah, okay. that would be the only reason to show this. Yeah, because like we're just like, all right, yeah. And it just violently cuts. It's like, I mean, you know, there's a long, there's lots of stretching out the runtime of this movie. Mm-hmm. And one of them is this mechanical hearse thing that for whatever reason, the coffin kind of like pivots and comes, comes out the side. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really understand why, but it, it's but a it sweet does. hearse. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to show off your hearse? But, yeah. but I mean, we get to watch the entire, mm, there's this coffin. The entire around. what? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As the coffin comes around out of the side of this. And yeah. the, you know. It's my favorite Johnny Cash song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounded more like a Bob Dylan song, yeah. actually. Yeah. The guy goes outside <laughs> of hers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, then, you know. Yeah. A, a profession, well, I'm just saying a, a procession starts while a guy is like. You know, yeah, they're praying. walking the yeah. valley shadow death, right. all that stuff. And, uh, but like, he doesn't even get anywhere close to finishing it. It's just violent cut to William Smith sitting in his office, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. on a phone going, yeah. all right, you need to pay a <laughs> visit to these three guys. Right. Right. And then you and just then, you just see, you know, TC in his car. Yeah, it's just, it's th- throughout, very like throughout the first half, you're very, it's very unclear who is connected to who and who is their enemy Who's their buddy? Who's doing what? Yeah. You know, who's who's involved in what capacity in anything? Because you don't know who he's talking to, who William Smith's talking to. Nope. Then you just got TC sitting in a, a car behind some random white dude. Mm-hmm. Who he pushes out into traffic. <laughs> yes. At the last moment. A cement mixer. As you see a cement mixer coming the other way. <laughs> uh-huh. Which absolutely demolishes this guy's car. Blows it up. Yeah, and then it bursts into flame, blows up. <laughs> yeah. And TC's just like behind the driver, behind the steering wheel of the other car going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Looks at the thing in an envelope, is like, yep. Yep. Drives off. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene <laughs> is him just kind of parked across the street from this house yeah. at night, and the guy pulls up into the driveway, gets out of the car, mm-hmm. grabs the gate. Yeah, he's going to open the gate so he can get home. Yep. What but- happens, Chuck? 
TC has electrified the fuck out of that fence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, see, has. the important thing was that the guy's little gate clicker didn't work. Yes. Like his his gate exactly. opening. Yeah. The, the the electric gate <laughs> did not open. It did not serve the right purpose. Wait. It was still think, electrified. But... I don't think that's the important part. I think the important part is that guy fried like a barbecue. Was it on AC, his own TC gate? or TC? Yes. What that, kind of all of those T's D's? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, that guy gets all the power through him. And TC is just like, yep, sweet. Yep. That's two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the third one, though, is really involved. Yeah. Because guy checks into a hotel or an apartment building or mm-hmm. something. And uh, I guess it's a hotel because there's yeah, a, r- a registration desk. Yep. And man, just the most generic shitty dating game music is playing throughout this entire scene for no reason. But guy goes up to his room and then, you know, TC's there dressed mm-hmm. as a, an exterminator. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, you got to let me in. I, my boss is going to kill me. I forgot to spray this room, you know. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. Come on in. <laughs> and mm-hmm. just turns his back to him is just standing over dining room table. And uh, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, judo chop right to the back of that dude's mm-hmm. neck. Uh, <laughs> and then just start spraying his face. Yeah. With, with whatever it is. Whatever the bug spray is. Just spray. And the guy's like, oh, come yeah, on, like, man. Ah, ah, this, uh, is, this is unpleasant. <laughs> this tastes gross. <laughs> and you're like. Well, that's not really effective. I don't know what that's going to do. Oh, uh, until wait. Yeah. TC's like, well, I'm just going to set you on fire now. <laughs> yeah. You see this book of matches. There's only one reason this exists uh-huh. to light you on fire. Yep. So, yeah. Ticket to Burning Man. <laughs> that guy runs out the balcony and just cut to them <laughs> with a dummy uh, on a fire. Flaming dummy. T- tossing that dummy <laughs> off of the balcony. Yeah. Smashes onto the ground in the parking lot. And they linger on it for just long enough, mm-hmm. and there's people like running out of the out of the lobby, going, "Oh my god! Oh Jesus! What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Jesus!" <laughs> yeah, yep. TC's just like, "All right, cool, done my done my yeah. job." Yeah, and then <laughs> he goes back to see William Smith, and there's yeah. these two dudes like sitting in the, uh. and I guess it's like the waiting room or whatever beforehand, and they're just like they're, they're arguing about the one guy eating a sandwich and. Yeah. They don't like TC at all. Like, as soon as he comes in, they're like, oh, you. Yeah. Well, because they're racist. Well, yeah, they're. Yes. Yep. I think that's yes. the only reason. Because, I mean, it, I. Well, the yeah. movie doesn't let, let us know that they've had any previous interaction. Right. Yeah. It's just, oh, hey, that black guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So there's a bit but of that. Much worse. Yeah. But then he has to meet with William Smith and, and he goes in the room and we still like at this point, we don't know really what's going on. We're like, OK, I guess he hired him to kill these dudes. Mm hmm. But then he comes in and William Smith is just like, all right, have a seat, have a drink. And he makes the guy fix him a drink. And then he's just, he's pissed mm-hmm. because he's like, that was one of my guys you took out. What were you doing? Well, no, he was, he's pissed that the truck was right. involved. The truck he used to crush the guy in the car. Cause he's like, he's pissed guy. off. He's like, someone caused an accident and one of my trucks is all jacked oh, so, up. And okay, he's like, so it was his truck that he was pissed yeah. at. Yeah. Okay. And then that's when TC reveals, like, yeah, I pushed this dude out into traffic and one of your trucks hit him. Yeah. And he's like, what are you trying to do? You set me up. It's like, no, man, I just happened to be there and yeah, the like, truck did the job. You paid me to murder this guy. Yeah. And he's murdered. He's murdered. So he's murderized. He's like, all right, well, I guess you, you got spunk, kid. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And this is when William Smith gives TC his new assignment mm-hmm. is there's a church downtown in the ghetto, basically, that 
he has to go and be the new preacher man there. Yeah, because his territory there is being overrun by some outside force. Someone is muscling in on the the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Somebody's I need doing, you to go undercover. The crimes. Yeah. Go undercover in this church. Find out what's going on. He's like, I don't want I no, I don't want to do that. Just, can I just do you have a, like a list of people I can go murder? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, nope, you're going to go to the church. You're going to I know about your dad. Your dad was a Southern Baptist preacher. Yeah. And he goes on a whole thing about how I did basically didn't leave the church from age three to 12. Yeah. I just was raised in the church. And- it, it's weird how quickly he gets an affinity for this because he's like. I mean, he's basically like, I don't want to go. Oh, well, yeah, you mentioned my dad. So that brings back memories. OK, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go. Um, they, they, they talk money. It's not important. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot of money for 1973. I'll tell you that. Yeah. 25 grand now. 25 grand after completion. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty good for, I think he said six months work or yeah, years. going to be down there for six months. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he has to change his 50 name. grand for six months. Sure. Hell yeah. yeah. I'll take that today. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah that's 1973. Yeah, it's like, right holy now. shit. It's a fortune. You can retire. Yeah. Man. One last job. Uh, it's so a he, hell of a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he's got to go undercover. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to go undercover, uh, and so for whatever reason, his name is going to be Reverend Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. So get ready for well, yeah, every because, possible Jason Lee joke. Well, yeah, because he let him know that, yeah, remember that guy you lit on fire mm-hmm. and tossed off the balcony? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Jason Lee, the preacher guy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Or, or, or how does he, I believe he says, yeah, he had a little accident at the hotel. <laughs> he had a he uh, he had a bad fall. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he took a bad fall. If you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I totally know yeah. what you mean. I, was I mean, you killed him. <laughs> he was a preacher, and you lit him on fire and threw him out of balcony. <laughs> you are stone cold, DC. Yeah. Yep. But so yeah. Uh, so now he has to be Jason Lee professional skateboarder and yes and man just smash cut right into him being accepted into the home of the deacon and they're they're just having dinner and he's already in the preacher outfit and he's he's i mean none of the none of the introductions or any of that stuff happens he's just there he's, yeah we didn't get a preacher gearing up montage yeah no <laughs> he's no. he's ready to go um and, you know he just he meets all the people and it's, you know yeah. marla gibbs is there Looking like Marley Gibbs. Yeah, you know, and they just have some conversations, and then yeah, basically it just gets to the the first big church scene, mm-hmm. which is him. He's got to deliver yeah. a sermon. Yeah, but there's one scene just before that where he just beats up random drunk guys who are by his car. Oh right, just yeah. like to, I I don't know if it was like <laughs> it almost feels like it was modern day to be like, well, we got to have an action scene. We haven't had one in a while. Yeah, because he drops off Marley Gibbs, and he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna drive around because yeah. Right, th- Almost immediately, it was like, you know, you could come in and have sex with me if you want to, preacher guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, no. I'll, well, I'll. she invites him in for a cup of coffee, that's, which we, we all know. Yeah, we know. That's, that's universal sign. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he heads to the liquor store and mm-hmm. just, I don't know what, it, the scene is so poorly lit that you can't tell. It's just drunk dude smash into his mm-hmm. car and he's just like, he pinballs one guy against the two cars for a good 20 seconds, which yep. is kind of funny, but... Nothing really comes from it. And no. it smash cuts out of that as soon yeah. as possible. And that's when he's like, give, suddenly he's they're in the church. Yeah. And they're ready to give the sermon. And he gets up there and Man, he the, just. The, the deacon like sets him up. Like they, they finish the song. The deacon comes up there and like, you know, 
lays the groundwork and everything. Oh, yeah. He totally hype mans him. And, and then, then he just comes up and starts giving the most subdued, like, you know, like, you know, first class of, of intro to yeah. speech. And he's just like, yeah. so, um, um, hi, I'm Jason <laughs> Lee. I'm the new preacher here. I think we can do good things. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and everyone's just like, this is my um, book report uh, on yeah. Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> it was a good book. I liked it. But I, I didn't liked, like it as much as Catcher in the Rye. I especially liked it when they brought flowers to Algernon. Yeah. <laughs> And the crowd immediately is just like, oh, uh, fuck this like guy. This tell. is the worst. And also, he, he is he, sucking the life out of the room. Like, he, he at least has, you know, awareness because he looks out and he's like, all right, I can hear the crickets. And he, like, takes, I'm gonna put t- these notes aside. He the, puts the notes aside and starts, I guess, speaking from the natural heart. Yeah. And just, like, as quickly as he got up there and sucked all the life out of the room, he mm-hmm. starts breathing it right back in because yeah. Oh, yeah. he starts getting energized and then the crowd's with it and. Yeah, it's all about... The, it never the, makes any sense what he's saying. Well, it's, it's, he's, it's super circular, nonsensical logic. It's There's no Kinda, real point to it, but, but he's like basically like, you know, the, the 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 pushers and the prostitutes are all in the area and we're going to get them out of the area, but they're also like your daughters and sons, so we're going to take care of them and right. it, just sweet Jesus. And everyone's like, woo, yeah, sweet well, yeah, Jesus. Well, it's basically he does the whole like... We can't wait for Jesus to save us. He wants us to save ourselves. Right. You know, so we're going to clean this up. And... The thing is, it's about a five minute scene Mm -hmm. and the majority of it is one take where they slowly push the camera in as like they start when he gets up on the stage and and does terribly. And they kind of go to the back of the room with the camera and then they dolly back up to the front and then they go back again. Yep. I I think this is one of those cases like that's interesting that they would do that in in this movie full of super technical gaffes all over the place. Just things just wrong because I'm pretty sure. He screws it up like right in the very beginning. Like as soon as the deacon in- introduces him, he says mm-hmm. something and just fumbles over himself. Yeah. And rather than like you know stopping him there and letting him redo the t- scene, it's like to let him do the whole rest of the thing. I, I mean, yeah. guess maybe yeah. they were going for natural feel, but it's there, like, there's several bits like that of just like long speech, but someone fucks it up right in the middle of it, and they're just yeah. like, well, this eh. was right in the beginning. Like I mean, he just he just been introduced and he gets up there and he's like, and like they keep going. It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. All right, cut. Let's try that again. They're like we don't have. But that. yeah, but I. He goes off for like yeah. five minutes yeah. in this one long take, and then there's like one cut in the middle of it that goes into another three, four minute take mm-hmm. where they slowly pan back out of the room. And by the end, everyone's amen and yep. going nuts. And, and they cut into the music, and yeah, he's should, triumphant. He's carried out of the church. Should I point <laughs> no. out that we really have no idea what's going on still at this point? Like, he's undercover to find out who is taking money from mm-hmm. William Smith. Yeah, sure. But. I don't know how he's going to do it. Well, I'm just saying it's it's if it was losing us up to here, it's about to definitely lose us because we have we have like no point of reference to who any of these people are. And mm-hmm. the movie just is like, hey, let's follow this guy for a while and you'll figure out who he is. Right. Because yeah. that's the very next scene right. of is there's just a dude. <laughs> and it's like a poncho smock. Basically. Thing. He's high plains drifter guy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and he's just it he's like high high plains drifter pimp. Though. Yes, exactly. And he's just walking down the street. You know, kind of going to places, kind of not talking to people. These are all you can tell. These are all stolen shots because the camera is basically in a car on the road somewhere following this guy shots. Yeah. They didn't have a permit to shoot any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of scenes. Yes. Strangely, a lot of the exterior scenes have really seriously. Yeah. Like, it's really weird. Like, of all the things you can do. People are all over. If you like have even that even like anything that looks remotely film related and you do it outdoors. Like cops will be on you like ridiculously quick. Yep. 
Probably because they're like, oh, movies have money, and we can exactly. It's a shakedown. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. permits are I mean, just a whole. Seriously, I was racket. I was doing this thing once, and like, I mean, we brought out a, a light at night, and we weren't there for like five minutes before the cops were there, <laughs> like out in, like in a park area, and mm. we we're just like, hey, we're just trying to do one thing, and like he was like, no, pack nope. it up. I was like, all right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, man, the cops are on that. It's weird. It's, All those film bandits. Hard. It's the crime of the century, man. Filming movies without right. a permit. You son of a bitch. No. It's but the yeah, easiest thing to shut down. If you had just had a light and were just murdering someone <laughs> yeah. with it, it probably would have been, been fine. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. You're yeah. all right. Glad you're well lit. Yeah. But there's... Oh, you're shooting porn. Well, that's fine. You don't need a permit for that. We all love porn. Yeah. Yeah. You mind if I watch for a little yeah. bit? Yeah. You got a, you got a goal for me? Yeah. yeah. You need Let a guy to come in as a, as, a, as a sexy cop? Yeah. <laughs> we do. We just... Yeah. You, you know. I did some acting no. in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I did some fucking, too. So, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm well suited. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can. That's my CV. My CV right there is. It's enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, they follow Poncho Pimp around for a bit, (laughs) and eventually he goes into this pool hall and goes into the back where the guys are having a card game. Yep. And they cut to outside where there's a group of dudes in a car who are all just like, "All right, that's him. We got to go after him." Yeah. Keep in mind, we still have no clue whose side is who. Who's associated with anybody? No. Because these are all people we have never seen before. So, but yeah, so they go into the pool hall and suddenly bust into the, where the card game is, where this guy, where, where the poncho pimp was just like, Hey, what's up guys? You know, he's being all friendly and he looks like he's collecting money from the game. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's when the guys come in and then like it's the weirdest thing, because the shot is all from inside the card game room. Mm-hmm. But like like three guys are trying to come through this. I mean, a picture, it's just a normal sized doorway and it's got, you know, curtains over it. Yeah. But they're all kind of like trying to come in the door at once. And immediately, the, like the four guys that are playing cards go to the door and they basically just start Push back. You know, mm-hmm. it becomes a rugby scrum. Yeah, it's a scrum. Yeah. yeah. There's no way to describe it. They're just pushing back and forth through the door while he's like hastily trying. Poncho Pimp is trying to get the you money, know, money together. Purse. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, it's, it's, it's a, a purse. Around. It's a purse. No, it's a purse. It's All a right. Purse, yeah. It's a pimp poncho purse. Pimp I, poncho I will allow purse. it only because purse means something that you put money in. So. Mm-hmm. High purse drifter. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But yeah. So that this leads to a fight in the pool hall yep. where there's this one giant dude with a giant afro mm-hmm. who is just like picking up people and throwing them on pool tables and throwing them at each other. And yeah. Like, Chairs get broken. Yeah. Guys get knocked in the head. There's a couple of like grab the the pipes in the ceiling mm-hmm. and just do the kick. kick. Yeah, which I, man, you, you can't do that anywhere now. Nope. Seventies though, man, just exposed oh, yeah, ceilings everywhere. everywhere. Dude, yeah. you, you well, couldn't go the, into a bar without that happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Always someone hip. just swinging up yeah. there. <laughs> that's because there used to be lead pipes and they were like welded to the ceiling. Now it's fucking PVC that's just wiggling when the yeah. water yeah. pressure kicks on. Yeah, you do that now from it. Yeah, you do that nowadays. You'll get coated in shit. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> I don't think they run the shit up through the ceilings, but maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Shit's gotta I, I don't go know, somewhere. I don't know which bars you've been going to, yeah. buddy. If it's the second floor, the shit's gotta come down. Yeah. <laughs> shit's gotta go somewhere. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and, so. And that's this, the water cycle, yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the sewer system works. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so the, the poncho pimp, I guess, gets away with the money. Yeah. And then, I guess it's William Smith next is like, they tried to rip off my guy. You got to find this out, preacher man. I love that we keep doing the William Smith voice for him in these movies, and he doesn't have that voice yet. I know. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. 
He's earning it slowly but surely. Yeah, it's yeah. getting gravelier and gravelier yeah. as it goes on. Well, he keeps but, drinking uh, whatever that grain alcohol oh, is. Because yeah. there's one scene where he drinks some alcohol. He's just like, ah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. oh, there it is. That's the genesis yeah. of it right there. <laughs> they told me 190 proof was bad. I didn't believe them. <laughs> now I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now TC's like. <laughs> yeah, he's just like. So, yeah, like suddenly he's investigating. Yeah. He's going around the whole. Talking to dudes. Yeah. But he ends up like in a he, he's in a parking lot and he runs into this guy and he's like, hey, I know you. Yeah. We were in prison back in uh, Michigan or something like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. name. He said something like that outside yeah. of Detroit or whatever. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I know you. You're 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 so and so Holmes or whatever his name was. Holmes, and he's yeah. like, no, yeah, I, you, you're, you're mistaken. I'm I'm Jason Lee yeah. preacher. The guy's name was Detroit Charlie. Yeah. Detroit, like, Charlie. I'm Detroit Charlie. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, is that what it was? Maybe he wasn't yeah, actually yeah. in the was Detroit like, prison. Because he's like, no, man, I'm I'm Jason Lee. I'm the preacher. It's like, no, man. I, like, I remember those eyes. We used to yeah. call you Mr. Death. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that movie would be awesome. Sweet <laughs> Jesus, Mr. Death. Yeah. yeah. But, man, he just stares him down until the guy's like, all right, it's cool, man. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. you can, Whoever you want to be. Yeah. I, look, I'm doing this thing for this guy, right? They're called ads. <laughs> we got this film crew. We're doing PR. You should totally come check it out. Mm. It's dope. <laughs> yeah. That's really the whole setup for the mm. whole, like, why this character exists in the movie. Um, yeah. Because he shows up one more time, but it's it's weird. Yeah. And so basically this introduces us to the state senator. Senator Sills. <laughs> the, the big honcho yeah. of the, the state movie. Senator. State senator. State senator. Running for re-election to get back to Sacramento. Not the state's senator. No. A state senator. <laughs> he works for state government. Yeah. yeah. State. He's on street level, man. Yeah. And and this guy's played by Michael Pataki, who is Ivan Drago's trainer in Rocky Four. He's been in a million fucking things, but I mean, mm-hmm. when you see him, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Russian yeah. guy from Rocky Four. <laughs> God, he's sleazy as shit in this. Yeah. But, but With- yeah, he's like trying he's got a camera crew following him. He's trying to be like I need to I need to talk to the blacks about the problem in their neighborhood. Right. And he you know? costs this lady and her child coming out of a store. <laughs> yeah. Like they come through the automatic doors. Like one guy like he <laughs> he immediately goes for her, another guy walks up and just grabs her child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Hi, yeah. I need to talk to you about this. And like he's like grabbing the kid, like, I'm kissing babies. Ah And the kid's got a squirt gun yeah. who's just squirting everyone involved. In I the think scene. he hits the camera directly at one point. Yeah. Sure. Why but, not? Yeah. yeah. But the, the mom's like, get the fuck away from me. She just grabs, grabs the, kid. the child, runs off. She really yeah. never has any like intelligible words. She just eventually is like, ah, yeah. ah. Well, she just has this disgusted yeah. look on her face. Yeah. It's it's. I, I don't even know what they're trying to do here. They're just accosting everyone they find. Yeah. I mean, he's trying pressing to the flesh. <laughs> he's. I, I guess he's trying to give himself like good PR. I, I don't know if that's a news crew or if they're like just. No, it's it's they're filming. They're yeah. filming. Yeah, okay. For him. There's yeah. pressing the flesh, but this was like. If the guy who drove the white panel van did it, this was like, yeah. like you come out of nowhere, like, hi, I'm creepy. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> and we also learned that Marla Gibbs is working with him. Kind of. Yeah. Somehow as like a campaign advisor or something. Yeah. She's there. Yeah. But and so she tries to eventually he's like, these guys are telling me shit. Yeah. This is worthless. Yeah. So he he's ready to leave. And she's like, oh, I want you to meet my preacher man, Mr. Lee. My preacher man. Yeah. Preacher man. Preacher Lee. Yeah. And he's just like, and, nice to meet you. Gotta go. I don't yeah. have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> he pretty much says that. And then he gets in the car and the one guy's like, that guy could swing some votes for you. And he's like, 
well, I got a migraine, so let's just go. He's like, we don't have to be anywhere until like two o'clock. And yeah. He's like, just get me out of here. <laughs> he just keeps making excuses. Yeah, go drive. <laughs> Now I don't. I can't go to school, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel well. <laughs> right. So uh, TC goes back to the church. Yep. And um, Deacon guy is like, you know, after his uh, you know razzle dazzle sermon the other mm-hmm. day, he's counting up the the, the offerings, the and putting record him, take. Yeah, and and you know putting them in a the bag, take. and he's like, wow, yeah, we've we've never done this good. You're you know you're gonna do good things around here, and mm-hmm. you know he leaves it on the desk and is like, we'll deposit this later, and basically. Like as soon as he walks out, a young lady walks in, mm-hmm. and I, I guess she works there in the, in she the does, church. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you know. Again, this movie does nothing to establish anybody. Yep. It's just like, hey, here's a person. You'll figure out what their role is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she walks in, and it's just immediately like, oh, preacher man, and he's like, oh, you. And well, she bends over for the camera. She's like, let right. me straighten up this desk, and he's like, let me give you a hand on your buttocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I wish there was a way I could thank you for all the good work you've been doing here. Yep. And so they just start lovingly staring at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make out a little. Yeah. A well, as soon as, as soon as he goes in for the kiss, the sub-eating, creepy, racist guy who was one of William Smith's henchmen from the beginning, like, just bursts in the door. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, and he... he- I mean, he he legit Kramers because he he comes through the door like <laughs> spouting out something incredibly racist that oh, I won't yeah. repeat. Yes, and it's just like you know, oh, this is a you know something church, and it's like, whoa, like you don't know who's behind the door. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who's behind the door. You should probably never ever say that. But I'm just saying, like, you don't know the situation at all. And then he's just like, ah, I see what yeah. you're doing down here. Blah. Yeah, this guy, he's I just mean, like in a span of like 30 seconds, he ticks like the three major things you don't say. Yeah, yeah, like it's just like boom, 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 and it's like. All right, preacher man's like, that's it. Yep. You know, yeah. I mean, lady's just like immediately like when he comes in, he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> and so he's just like listening to his racist rant for about mm-hmm. 30 seconds before yeah, he's he tries like, to take the money out of the bag. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and you know, and preacher man's just like, did William Smith send you or what, what are you doing? What are you he's doing like, here? He's like, no, I took the initiative. I needed to check yeah. in. And he's like, you know what? Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. And, and just, guy says like, racist thing and then preacher man's like punch fuck this punch Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then it's on he basically just roughs him through the church and escorts him out i believe right throws him into Into some trash cans yeah like real trash cans yeah like he takes him to the stoop which is elevated and chucks him over the side of that and then yeah there are trash cans in there one of them which is plastic and this guy lands on it and just rips it to shreds it's like ow yeah ow (laughs) like this movie did not have stunt trash cans no (laughs) those were trash cans of the day Mm mm-hmm Ouch! Yeah. It's bad enough he's got Anton Chigurh's haircut. That he, he gets has to get tossed in a trash can <laughs> he does as have well. That haircut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, that happens. This guy proved that it was no country for old men. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. now the senator's having a like a a, a rally, like a like a, a promotional luncheon. Well, yeah, yeah. It's more of a luncheon thing. Yeah, but. Nobody's course, there. There are protesters outside, and there's and nobody but Marla Gibbs is inside. Protesters with just the dumbest signs. Oh, like, they're great. You stink. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, it's one of one them says you stink. One the of them one does. Don't elect a jerk. Yeah, but a lot of them are <laughs> Which like could go for just about any election. A lot of them are for protest signs of the day are kind of profane. It's pretty funny. <laughs> like, well, yeah, something like you know, don't reelect this prick. Like there was one that's just <laughs> yeah. like it's like in red letters it says like ass and it stands for like against. Stephen Stills or whatever yeah, the hell his name is. Senator, Senator, Senator Stills. Stills. I'm against him too, but I mean, you know, whatever. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> whatever. He was, he was always holding the spotlight from Nash and Young. <laughs> he was. 
Oh, fuck Young. He left. <laughs> David Crosby, however. <laughs> I don't know. Sills, whatever his name is. I couldn't remember his name. I don't Senator know. Sills. Yes. I think his first name was S, though, too, wasn't it? Or they, I don't know. Anyway, sure. But they had to ask. Super they had, like, Senator they had, like, State. They had, like, Super like, State Senator yeah. Sills. Right, sibilance. But they also had um, like you know like Sills is a shit or something like that. Like, like, yeah. I'm just like they are very highly specific at yeah. times. But yeah. my favorite is still you stink. Sure, yeah. you stink. What do you think of State Senator Sills? It stinks. He was just at a football game and he didn't want to throw the sign away. Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't a D in offense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a pretty lame protest. Yeah, but, uh, good. yeah. The senator, he's of course like these people. What, what are they doing here? He's Why really do they not cons- his his assistant guy is concerned with them. He's more upset that he has has hired a five hundred dollar caterer and no one is showing up to his rally. Yeah. Right. And then the guy is like, you know, cherry on top of being, you know, like going, oh yeah. There's also these guys outside protesting. So <laughs> not only is there nobody here, yeah. the people that are here are out front, like with signs that and say you angry. stink. <laughs> he's like, they said what? <laughs> By one thing, <laughs> nobody says I stink. Yeah, so TC shows up, oh. and he's he has previously met with William Smith. William Smith is like, get that guy on our side, give him this five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So he's there to give this guy money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he comes in and he's kind of like assessing the situation. He's like, I- I'll take care of these protesters. And he goes out front. He's like, come on, guys, there's food in here. Yeah, and the guys are like, we don't want that honky food. Yeah, it's like, but it's free and there's a lot of it, and you yeah. should just come in and maybe you, you can make get... good points. <laughs> and then he's he's like, like, he might actually listen to you what you have to say because the yeah. press is inside. Oh, that's that's really what gets them. Eventually, yeah. he's just like, the press is here, you know. So like, you know, you could talk and they'll hear. And they all barge in at once and just start shouting at the senator. And the press immediately is like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and runs over and just shoves mics in all their faces. And they're asking questions like, what are you going to do about racism? State senator is not going to do shit yeah. about anything, but nope. just the most generic question. Yeah. But they're yeah. also like, "Hey, he's got ham. Yeah. This is good ham." Oh, here. they just they destroy the food. They just immediately, <laughs> and then like, well, that was Sacramento ham. Right. He's a state senator after yeah. all in yes. California. They're all looking for a Sacramento ham sandwich. Yep. And yeah. then like TC has gone and found like twenty other dudes mm-hmm. outside somewhere and brought them in. Yeah. So. <laughs> And then, like, one guy who was in the initial protest is like, whoa, hold on. What the hell do you, you guys think you're doing? Yeah. Look at this. He's like, you get bought and paid for by a sandwich. Yeah, well, he calls it honky ham. <laughs> yes, honky ham. The guy's just like, I don't know, man. Yeah, man it's I'm now really available at Walmart. It's honky <laughs> ham. Yeah, the, the guy's just like, well, it's really good ham. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was here. We were hungry. It's like, just salted. Just their, right. Their ad is ham, ham. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, th- this is the one guy who, you know, eventually we, he meets outside with with TC and has a little argument with him where he's like, this guy's not going to change anything. You know, you need to pick a side that you're on. And TC's just like, you don't get to threaten me. I don't know who you are, but yeah, and he's like, oh, well, you're going to find out who I am. Yeah. They're like community activists mm-hmm. of some kind. Yeah. Whatever. Kind of. Yeah. But basically, he gives the senator some money. Yeah. He's like, here, take this 5000 The guy's like, well, buy yourself something pretty. Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, oh yeah, he's all like, right. I just want to help your campaign. But I'm pretty sure. So William Smith. Pretty sure, well, he didn't. I'm pretty sure, like, he was like, just know where this came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Implying he, that it was him. Yeah. He doesn't uh, say who okay, it's actually yeah. from. Yeah. This is the beginning of the I'm going to turn on William Smith, you know, mm-hmm. his own campaign. Right. Yeah. So. 
So yeah, yeah he's suddenly you know the, uh, the senator guy's like, oh, you okay? You might be you might be good for me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And af- after this, this we find out that the group that had tried to take out uh, the poncho pimp earlier uh-huh. is that this guy was part of the group. Yeah, and that's when they go after them again, and this time they get them, and you know they they he kills the one the giant dude. He shoots him in the head off camera, but. Yeah, they they initially come back to the pool hall. Yeah, and dudes get shot, and then and yeah, and then the poncho <clears throat> pimp gets to shoot like one guy on the way out, and he's just running. Yeah, and, a, and I'm impressed because he's like in dress shoes, once and again, a suit, and he's running like hell. I just put on a suit and start sweating, and it's yeah. just like I'm the most uncomfortable person ever. Everyone in these movies just full on suit, seventy suits, like suits yeah. that don't have any kind of breathing in them whatsoever, and like buttoned up. Yeah, jacket. Yep. I don't know how they all do it. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, you know, it's a big, long chase scene. Again, all filmed in cars driving by. Yeah, with, like, a flashlight <laughs> set to wide pointed at the people running down the sidewalk. Because yeah. there's, like, there's a literal circle on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah. they, they chase him down and corner him. and Yeah, eventually they just beat the hell out of him. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, man, you guys can stop. And then he grabs the dude's cocaine and just shoves it all over his face and basically <laughs> yep. ODs him. Yeah. Just here, take this. Yeah. Um, Not before they uncomfortably beat the shit out of him. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, 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 they push him through the fence. For a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, and it's, then they're just kicking yeah, him all First, they were trying to play no fun factory him through the chain link fence. And then it was like, let's kick him on the yeah. ground until like, like, we all saw Final <laughs> Destination 4. <laughs> yeah. This is possible. They were like, let's just keep kicking him until it's just like, uh. Yeah. Oh, uh, ow, stop. <laughs> right. And then eventually he's like, enough, because I'm going to kill him with cocaine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so. <laughs> so is this he goes to the hospital? Does that happen before the club uh, or is that the information he gets? He gets after the club. he gets the information from the club. Yeah. OK, so he goes to this topless club. Mm hmm. Yep. Which we don't know that's what it is. It, it's just a bar of some kind with like some really crazy organ music being mm-hmm. played, like random, like not songs, just dudes jamming out on instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes in, has a seat, gets a drink, hits on the waitress, and then just all of a sudden, topless dancers there, just music's going crazy and dancing and everything. And that's when the Detroit, <laughs> Detroit Charlie, Detroit yeah. Charlie comes in. Yeah, and, and, and he and, kind and- of like. You know, hides behind the waitress. And just yeah, like, and he's been well, kind of hitting the, the, the wait- on the waitress. Well, the, to be fair, the waitress has a pretty sizable afro. There's <laughs> yes. several people. Like, there are some magnificent afros in this movie. Yes, oh, yeah. there are. She, she's got a pretty good one. There's one one of the henchmen dudes that was at the card game has just got, like, yeah, like, the most epic one I've ever seen. Like how he fits through the door. Right. I don't know. Yeah, he's a big <laughs> he dude anyway. OJ Simpson his way yes. through the door. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I don't mean murder two people. <laughs> right. You mean Naked Gun 33 to 30. Right. I actually thought murder your way through a door. was my first thought. Well, then my joke landed. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, so he's actually hiding behind her hair. That's what's kind of amazing about it. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, so he he goes to leave, and the waitress is like, hey, wait a minute. Here, take this card. It has my address on it. I'll be there at Mm -hmm. 1 a.m. And he's like, all right, cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Keep it warm. (laughs) See you soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cut to (laughs) seeing her soon. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, when he leaves, Detroit Charlie is like, hey, who was that guy? She's like, who are you, my dad? Yeah. I don't need to tell you nothing. Yeah. That's when it smash cuts to yeah. sexy time. Yeah. Yeah. And she is having sex with him. But and- uh, apparently 
Yeah, that he, her magnificent he, afro was not a real magnificent afro. <laughs> nope. It was a lie. Uh, it was it was he... on the it was on the bedside table. Yeah. Oh. Right. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it sitting I there. I saw it in the background. Okay, see, all right. The implication is like <laughs> All right. Fuck the hair <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> I didn't want to say it, but thank you. He You're screwed welcome. her I'm, bald. I'm here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My mom always used to threaten to snatch me bald headed. Yeah. Like No, just He sedate her O'Connor, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I was gonna get to another like overall point about this movie is that there is a lot of lots of changing hairstyles throughout. Like mm-hmm. it makes me wonder how long they took to film this movie. I, weekends when people were free. <laughs> but I mean, his he has, at some points he has very distinct sideburns. Yeah, like they actually have like like an indentation, like a carrot. Yeah, cut out of the bottom, and then other times it's just a normal everyday sideburn, and then it's got more of the chop thing going on, like it's coming out. Mm-hmm. And and so like part of me was like. Did they just decide to do the sex scene later and she actually cut her hair off or yeah. vice versa? Or, you well, know, like, I don't know. It's it's most obvious in the scene with the state senator later because sure. I think they started filming and realized that for some reason he didn't have a mustache grown. Yeah. So they just smeared some shit on his face and <laughs> make that a mustache. Yep. Uh, that's the worst instance of it. But yeah, there's a lot of that weird hair stuff going on. But mm-hmm. so like they finish up and he's immediately like, got to go. And she's like, oh, you're one of those. And he's like, yep. <laughs> and she's basically it's just like I have information and he's like he's like ah oh, shit he does the most reluctant re-undress of all time like, he's so just <laughs> he like he's, he's getting dressed to leave and she's like I know things and stuff and can help you and he's like for what and she's like well you come back to bed and he's like god damn it <laughs> just nope. takes his clothes off and just angrily gets back in bed just like mm-hmm. Whatever, just do whatever. I don't care. I'm. I've already, <laughs> already did what I need to do. Yeah. Uh, but, but gets the information about the poncho pimp, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Because he goes to visit. Who survived? Yes, he's okay for a little while. Somehow. Longer. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he goes to see him in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He's being tended to. Yeah, and the family is next to him. He's yeah. like, here, let me let the preacher sit with. Him well, it's for like a while. one nurse and then his mom and I guess his girlfriend or sister or mm-hmm. wife because they didn't ever explain because why would they? Yeah. But I mean, they're they're moaning and wailing while the nurse is just kind of like checking the pulse, checking and everything. his pulse for five straight minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then so he's like, why don't y'all go get a cup of coffee and wait outside? And, and he, just, he sits down. He just death stares the nurse. <laughs> yes. He's just like. And and it, like, it, his name was Death Eyes. It, yeah. It's get the fuck out the room, stairs, what it is. And she's just like, okay. All right. <laughs> yes, you're right. I'll go I'm, now. <laughs> I'm about to administer last rites. Yes. Get out of here. <laughs> He's basically just like, hey, guy, tell me things. And yeah. Who was it? Yeah. I know you saw him. And Guy just starts saying Eddie or something yeah. like that. And he's like, Eddie, who's Eddie? I'm going to shake the information out of you. Yeah. <laughs> a, a man who's near death. <laughs> to which point he's shouting in his face and shaking him. Shaking him has probably a head and neck injury. Mm-hmm. Uh shaking him and yelling at him to the point where he just flops over. Yeah. And then he's he like yells that guy to death. Yeah, and he's just like, uh, nurse, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> come back in here, please. Who immediately goes back and resumes taking his pulse again. Because that's all she could do. Yeah. Uh the family comes back in, are not too distraught because he just pulls the girl away. Mm-hmm. I was like, did he ever mention an Eddie who might be a pusher? And she's like, well, there's Eddie. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean his friend Eddie? Well, she thinks about it for a while. She's like, 
I wonder if you mean Eddie. What was his name? His name was like Eddie Stoner, though. Yeah, yeah Eddie, Eddie Stoner. Stoner. Yeah. But I don't think he has anything to do with drugs. I don't, I don't think Eddie Stoner does anything to do with drugs. <laughs> this guy, this guy's name is Eddie Stoner. <laughs> also, someone in this movie's name Sweet Stick. I don't, yeah. I, I don't exactly remember which character it was. Actually, but it's the poncho pimp was Sweet Stick. His name is Sweet Stick? Okay, yeah, that well, was fine. But I, I don't know. You might want to go talk to Heroin Funyuns over there. He might have something on the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> We call them all horse tracks. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He, he's not involved in any of that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, from this point, like, I guess he relays some information to William Smith. Sure. And William Smith just decides, all right, we got this one. Like, we got these dudes. We, we're going to take them out. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a group of guys that we really haven't seen before but they're having a birthday party for one of them in a basement <laughs> that's barely lit. They're having David Lynch's birthday God, party. Yeah. As, yeah. It is the darkest club. I mean, there's no lights on in this club except for like a kind of a spotlight on this birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And they are just playing like the Red Room Twin Peaks. Just crazy. Just, you know, you know, the weird uh, random the Bill Pullman's uh, music that he plays in Lost Highway. Yeah. Where it's like the squeaky jazz saxophone yeah. thing. That's what this guy is yeah. celebrating to. There's a lot of weird tension building music in this movie that goes absolutely nowhere. It's just constant, like, you know, the violins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh man, this is totally building to something. And then the orchestra does their whole, like, five second warm up crazy noise. And then just that's it. Yeah, it cuts out. Nothing happens. Yes, the music crescendos, the movie does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So everyone gets murdered. The cake gets yeah, murdered. Eventually, these dudes, like, just bust in and. Murder everyone. The women that are there. Yeah, just everybody. Everyone. Just that's like, in hey, we're having a good time. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And this gets Preacher Man TC pissed off mm-hmm. because he uh, apparently he thought he was close to finding it out. And this made everyone that was there go underground. And now he can't find any of them. Yeah, because like he couldn't find Eddie, but he found Eddie's older brother. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Stoner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, Ian Stoner. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, well, shit, I got to start that whole thing again. Mm-hmm. So so he calls. Yeah, so he, he's basically telling him, just back the fuck off. Let yeah. me handle this. Yeah. And he calls together all the, the kids of the neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. like, come on. I know, you know, sometimes your parents don't know anything and you guys know everything that's going on. So you can tell me I'm the preacher man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and that meeting adjourns and nothing comes from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Marla Gibbs kid. Well, something comes from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marla Gibbs kid and one of his friends are there and yeah. they're like, oh, we're going to go. We're going to walk home. We're going to go to Tashi Station and get some power converters or <laughs> right. something. Yeah. Give me a dollar. Yeah. We're going to walk home. We'll see you later. And the negotiation basically goes is like, we're going to walk home. No, you're not. Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> She's like, well, are you going to wear that leather jacket? Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's a jacket. Yeah. But she makes him, she searches the jacket. Yes. To make, you know, she's like, you, you don't have any money you're stashing in there or anything. Right. Yeah. So these two kids, they just run wherever they're going. They peek into a bottomless strip club. Yeah. <laughs> the sign, the selling point of this club is bottomless. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Un-ending. like 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 Tom Sawyer. No, a pit. No, no, no. A bottomless. No, 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 no. It's, it's the drinks. Yes. You get no. The drinks are bottomless. Oh, That's you all just you get can to drink. push strippers into a hole. No. Oh. Oh. Wow. Man. They had those places? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like William Smith's type of club. <laughs> it is. But they're I mean they're just running around, they're fighting each other with jackets yeah. and they're just doing dumb 15-year-old kid stuff. They're not really yeah. and doing anything. Suddenly the cops pull up. 
Yeah. This like, up against the wall, you know real. the position. <laughs> and cops are like trying to search them. Like, we don't have anything. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll be the judge of that. And, you know, the kids keep sassing the cop and the cop's getting pissed. And he kind of like the way it's filmed. I mean, everything's super dark again because it's like, hey, the flashlight's set to wide and we're filming now. Mm-hmm. But it, it ends up where he ends up like knocking one of the kids over and shooting the other one. Well, he and pushes the partner one- shoots the. Like, yeah, he and his partner basically shoot these two kids. Yeah, because they, he, he pushes one of the kids and the the other kids like, hey, you know, and, yeah. and kind of makes a move on the cop. Not like violent. I think he pushes the cop away, which is fair. Right, yeah. And he trips over him. Yeah. You know, but and that's the other cop just lights him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one lights him up and the other one shoots that kid as he's falling down. Yeah. And then but it's yeah. like, oh, man, uh, <laughs> yeah, I better go call this in. Yep. I thought it was just the one cop shooting the kids because the cop that got knocked down started yelling at the other cop like why'd you do that now we have paperwork that kind of maybe you know, let, me, let me go into my you know plant the evidence yeah, like, uh, yep, drawer right. over puts here. A nice sack of knives yeah. yep. puts a knife in the kids hands and- yeah and then just immediately it's protest time oh yeah at the police station justifiably so yep <laughs> yep and, uh, and that's when the preacher man gets there. Yeah. You know, and it's basically the one guy, the guy who had threatened him in the parking lot and who has been leading like the underground bust up all the gangsters and stuff mm-hmm. thing is like, no, we don't. We can't trust any of these cops. We're going to storm this building. You know, he's kind of like taking it too far. And yep. and that's when preacher man's like, no, we got to we got to work with them. We got to talk with them. This is that's not going to end well. You know, he pulls a kid up and he's like, who are you going to send in there first to get shot? This kid. Mm hmm. And everyone's like, and all the crowd's like, no, don't send that kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to kill all these cops. These cops are going to kill all of you. That's not going to help anything at all. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go in and talk. Yeah. So the, the chief agrees to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like, oh, here's the deal. You know, here's everything that's in the log. Nine o'clock. This kid, they caught, they, they got the call about these kids doing whatever. And, and the kid, pulled a knife. yeah, the kid pulled a knife as soon as they tried to stop him and. Yeah, they had to defend themselves. Right, you know. He's like, "Hold on." Yeah, and he's at like, nine o'clock. Those kids were with me. Yeah, he's like, "I didn't." Those kids didn't leave my church until nine ten, and I know they weren't armed because I watched their mom search their pockets. Mm-hmm. And the chief is like, uh, "Nah, that, yeah. it, facts. That's it's that's what happened." Yeah. Well, there'll be an inquiry. We'll we'll figure it all out. And he's like, "Yeah, you'll bury it." Yeah. And this is meanwhile, state senator Sills. Super Silva. <laughs> Sills yes. saliva is <laughs> hanging out. Henry Silva, state senator yeah. Silva. So he, he's hanging out. seashells by the seashore. Yeah. He's hanging out in like in the back of the room, kind of like, uh, 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 and then the preacher man, like, you know, puts him on the spot. He's like, what are you going to do? What am I going to tell all them out there? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and eventually the, the senator's like, well, we gotta, we gotta do this. And, you know, and the chief's like, you're not pinning this on me. Don't use me as a political blah, blah, blah. And, He's like, hey, yeah, we are. We're yeah. totally going to do that. So yeah. let's go outside. Yeah. He's like, deal with it. Yeah. So they yeah. go outside and, and preacher man's, you know, starts making a speech and is like, look, we got to work together. Me and the state senator, we're going to, you know, we're going to fix this. Mm-hmm. And because it's the right thing to do. And the crowd's yeah. just like, boo, you sold out. And he's like, whoa, hold on. He's a senator. Yeah. He can do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to work together and fix this. Mm hmm. And like, I guess you've kind of convinced us. Yeah, we're like, ah, yeah. all right. And then that's the end of that. Yeah, it's another just, uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yep. And then he drives Marla Gibbs home. Uh-huh. 
And she's like, well, and it's a bummer about my kid being dead. Decides <laughs> the night her son has been killed is the night to put the moves on Marla Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's first it's 187, then it's 227. I'm just going to say, I, he's not putting the moves on her. Yeah. She is kind of putting the moves on him, and he just goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but still. He wasn't there to put the moves not, on Marla Gibbs. Yeah. I mean, it's the wrong time. Yeah. But it happens anyway. Eh, it happens. And and then all of a sudden it's it's a, a montage of him going around the neighborhood, being buddy buddy with everybody and talking to people. And he comes up to kids playing basketball, and they climb like a fifteen foot fence. <laughs> Man, these to kids get to him, scale this fence kids to get to him at a school playing basketball at, that is apparently right next to a, a highway where the speed limit is sixty five. Because like yeah, the camera's across the street, and you know you see him walk up and like first off like. You know, cameras you, across the street probably hiding in a car. You mm-hmm. could, you, you know, you could like talk through a fence, but no, they climb this fence, and you just keep seeing cars going by. Like, vroom, yeah, it's like school zone. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> very dangerous, folks. <laughs> not in I the mean, 70s, like, these are actual wasn't. little kids, not the like twenty-five-year-old teenagers, like Marvel yeah. gives son. Yeah, but, no, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> these are children. Yep. Yeah. actual children. But they do all that, and then it's you know, I guess it's supposed to imply that time has passed, mm-hmm. and you know, so he's meeting at a nice restaurant with the senator. Who his guy, his, uh, you know, his assistant or whatever is telling him, well, you know, you were down like 50 points and now you're only three points behind and the preachers really helped you. And and he's like, well, the guy, he's just a street thug and he's muscling us mm-hmm. because preacher man sits down and is basically like, all right, here's the new terms. Gonna, can I get all this help from the neighborhood? And he's like, you want like a million dollars for this? He's like, oh, I'm sure you'll find it somewhere mm-hmm. if you want that election to work. Yeah, it's like, ah, well, to take a percent here and do this, and mm-hmm. Senator's yeah. like, yeah, that's All right. agreeable. All right. Fine. Enjoy the enjoy the club. Yep. I gotta go. Yeah. They know me here, so order whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just implies that, yeah, it's Preacher Man has not changed his ways in any way. He is still kind of scummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he gets in an argument with white guys who have just come in and sat at the bar. Yep. I like there's a like the briefest scene where they're outside where they're like oh he's here let's go mess with him i don't know who they are but this was premeditated oh yeah, yeah. they were there to do this yeah like and i don't, I don't know whose cronies they are i don't it know but it makes it, sense w- the only thing is one of them says my brother's a cop and you're the guy who's hassling all the cops yeah that's, if their, this was that's like, their excuse but yeah. i mean like they they went in to mess with with preacher man mm-hmm. yeah it's it's weird but they they you know do all the things that white people do in these movies and say the yeah. things and you know, they just start beating on him. Uh, he holds his own for a little while, but mm-hmm. not too long. They overpower him. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because in the next scene, he's okay. Well, they <laughs> yeah, beat because... the crap out of him. It's, oh, yeah. They, they, it's a good two or three minute yeah, and ass they're, they're kicking him until he looks up and he sees a black cop <laughs> mm-hmm. pulling out a nightstick. Yep. Who promptly cracks this one dude across the face? Yeah, but he was getting his ass kicked, like yeah. almost, oh, yeah. almost yeah. as bad as um, the pimp dude from earlier. Like yeah. he's on the ground and they're just kicking him. But yeah. Anyway, like yeah. yes, he gets saved. But the next scene is him just yeah on yeah. the phone. Yeah, he's yeah, on the phone in fine. his office, and I mean he's totally okay. It, it's almost like they had this idea, like oh man, want to be great? We'll have the shot where you know the strong black cop standing there with a the nightstick, and he'll be saved. And it's just like all right, end scene. Yeah, and it means. And- Fuck all. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but because the next scene is him talking right. to William Smith. And, he, and he's perfectly fine. He's basically, yes, he's basically now going, hey, William Smith, uh, you know, William Smith's calling him from a payphone for some reason, mm-hmm. like just like an old school phone booth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, 
Yeah, it was just regular. It was school just school phone then. booth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. It's a school phone booth. You kids that are still in school, a phone booth was a bot. <laughs> We're old. There were phone booths. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he's calling him and he's like, "Hey, did you ever figure out who the guy is that's muscling in on my territory?" He's like, "Yeah, I did. Yeah. It, it's me." Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, hello. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I've got this. There's no reason for you to come down here. Um, yeah. I've got thousands of people who love me, and you just need to stay where you are and do your thing and mm-hmm. leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And William Smith's like, but, oh, wait. But, um, <laughs> but, it, this is but, my idea. <laughs> yeah, he's very sad. He's in glass case of emotion. He's not handling it yeah, well. I thought we had something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man tc is just so excited he's just like yeah yeah well you know this is my territory now you might as well just pack the fuck up <laughs> this was a great idea thanks you know uh-huh. all all the money's mine now cool yeah <laughs> and hang just hangs right up on him <laughs> he's yeah. just left there to go what <laughs> what <laughs> smith just like going please respond <laughs> what just happened <laughs> yeah so um yeah so this cuts to him he is accosted a dude in his car and is just slamming his Yeah, this is TC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just slamming this dude's head into the steering wheel over and over while basically preaching. Mm-hmm. Well, which, he's threatening in a preaching uh, yes, cadence. Right. Which is what this entire movie should have been. Mm-hmm. Yep. This scene is like, and bits of this are in the trailer, and I was like, oh, man, this movie, yes. Mm-hmm. No, basically, like, this scene is, like, what inspired the speech pattern of Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> and we were expecting him to be that, he, yeah. you know, to be Jules for the entire movie, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's just like, I am talking with great fury, and, mm-hmm. you know, but no, like, it's like his one speech in this. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, otherwise, he's, he's just like, hey, then- I'm a guy, I'm a thug. Yeah, and then, pretending uh, to be a preacher. and they cut to him on the on the church pulpit mm-hmm. giving a sermon. Yeah. And then right. like watching them pass around the collection plate and just giving the shit eating grin. Yeah. Right. Cause he has basically roughed up every pimp and drug dealer and everyone in town. And is basically like you come to church and you mm-hmm. will donate certain you're, you're, percent of money yeah. to yeah. the church, which is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's basically started a collections racket, but they've got to come to him yes. to in church to <laughs> donate. Right. So it's yeah. automatically laundered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's built in laundering. <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty and, good scheme. And tax free. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, uh, but then that's when William Smith's buddies, you know, the the racist Anton Chigurh and the other guy are just like, we got to get him. We're going to get the preacher man. Yep. And and uh, the underground resistance leader guy calls him at some point, calls TC and is like, hey, just so you know, the white guys are coming for you. They're gunning for you. They're gunning for you tonight. So so he's like holed up in the church. And that's when Marla Gibbs and the other deacon come in. And they're like, oh, we were just looking to pray. And he's like. Praying's cool. <laughs> you need to get the fuck out right now. It's super dangerous. I'm not going to explain why. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the dudes come in and it's just, it's, it's awkward shooting. It's a really dark shootout. Yeah. It's it, back and forth. You can't see where anyone is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's hiding behind something. Um, There's one guy crawling between the pews mm-hmm. to which you said pew pew <laughs> as he got shot at. <laughs> I, did. Good. I feel did. like we should note that. I did. I apologize. Yeah. Um, it has been noted. Yeah. Duly noted. It was mm-hmm. fun at the time to say yeah. it. <laughs> but he, he eventually he eventually shoots Anton Chigurh in the chest and then in the forehead. Yeah. So he's done. Yeah. The other guy is able to get up on the pulpit and they eventually get tossed into the what looks like the baptismal water. Mm-hmm. 
that's yeah. up there, and they start fighting in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And TC straight up murders that guy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's drowning he that dude. Yeah. yeah. Murdered in the baptismal, in the baptismal font. font. Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then someone who we never see... Shoots him. Shoots him. Like, shotgun. Yeah. So he gets, like, three hits in the chest. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, yeah, that's probably where this movie was going. Mm-hmm. That guy's gonna I thought die. it was just one shot. It's, it, they all hit him at once, but it's a, it's a good like three oh, different Oh, I thought instances. it was just bad blood splatter. Oh. Could could have been that, too. This movie Meh. really didn't have a budget for anything. But yeah, so he gets hit. Um, fuck all if I know what happens after this. <laughs> yeah, he gets outside and the underground dude is like, oh, man, you got shot. Yeah. We're going to help you out. Yeah, we're going to wrap well, you like, in a blanket. Been, yeah, they got him wrapped in a blanket and mm-hmm. he's then... They're just like, well, we gotta, we gotta get you out of here. Yeah, you know. And he's like, why are you helping me? He's like, well, we may be from other sides of the street, but we're still on the same street. Yeah, it's still our street. Mm-hmm. So, and they remember that. And they put him in the car. Yeah, drive away. Drive away. The end. <laughs> right. <laughs> like credits. Like wait, hold on. <laughs> Don't you have to kill William Smith? <laughs> yeah. Did you forget to kill William Smith? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. <laughs> You've let that guy live? That's the worst. Well, they also kind of forgot to make a movie, so... But, yeah, that's the end <laughs> yeah. of it. Um, yeah. And it j- just ends. Yeah, it does. Uh-huh. Yeah. It really just uh, ends. No Stargrove. No. There is a brief scene where there's something about a preacher being said in the background, but I'm going to disallow it because it feels like this entire soundtrack is like chunks of music from somewhere else. Yeah. They're like, all right, put that there. All right, put that there. Because it doesn't even match up with the scene. There's a, like the music will end before the scene does. Yeah, there's a couple of bits of original music that come very close to lyrically being about the movie, but not enough. No. That last, the song that pops up for about twelve seconds over the credits is, it's when it started. Like the first li- two lines, I'm like, "Here's our Stargrove. Yeah, mm-hmm. why are we getting a Stargrove in this movie? <laughs> uh, oh, okay, yeah. it's done. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. So no, none of that." No ancillary awards whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, there are certain music cues that are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Like when they're first following uh, the poncho pimp. Yes. That's a pretty damn good music cue that's playing. Yeah. And, whatever and there's that like, music it's, was. It's, it's, is... it's a regular track because yeah. there's lyrics and stuff. But yeah. there's a few good funky things. But overall, it's just like weird. Yeah. And not. None of it fitting. gels together. Nope. And And all of the awkward tension music never pays off ever. Nope. It just comes across as like, why is this playing here? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, it's so. like the Bond theme blaring while he searches a hotel exactly. room yeah. from Russia with love. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Don't do that. Yeah. You're wasting it. Um, so I guess regular ratings. I'll go because I have a feeling I'm going to be the highest of this group. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I was sitting at a two jocks for most of this movie because, again, Kind of like the Dolomite movies, this is this is not a well-made motion picture. It's, no. It's bad. Shots are framed badly, and, and no one knows where to put a camera or a microphone or lights. And like I said, you know, like we were saying, everything is stolen in this movie. Shots, anything outside is pretty much mm-hmm. just guerrilla-style shot. Um, but... <sighs> It's 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 dumb. I mean, it's it has a bit there's a level of enjoyment to it that's it's okay at times. The idea of it is so much better than the execution. Yep. I mean, that the whole scene of him beating that guy up in the car while he's preaching is just what the whole movie should have been. I mean, he should have arrived at the church, immediately recognized what was happening and just taken over and just been like 
you know, preacher crime lord of that area while lying to William Smith about it so that William Smith didn't know what was going on. And then they have a big confrontation at the end. That's what the movie should have been. I don't know what the hell it actually was for about 80 of those minutes, but it wasn't that. Um, so I'm just going to give it one jocks because the ending, fuck all, just what on earth? You just, you mm. can't do that. This is not a pilot. You know, you can't just set up next time on Sweet Jesus Preacher Man. Maybe he'll get revenge against the the big bad guy. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. So fuck the ending of this movie royally. But I'm still going to get one jocks because it's, it's. I thought you said two. I no, I was he sitting at two. at two. I was gonna okay. I was gonna give it two, but I'm all taking right, one right. of those away because of, fuck that ending. Yep. So uh, one jocks because it's it's just dumb and and mildly enjoyable because it's bad. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go two bags. On this one, because I did not like this at all. It's inept, but not in a fun way. And it's trying so hard to be something real, but it's almost like they thought they had a message, but then they forgot <laughs> how to deliver that message. Yeah. And so it just becomes this weird thing of like, well, he's trying to be a good guy, but no, he's not being a good guy. And it just nothing pays off the way you are hoping that it would pay off. And through that first half hour, we were still, we were just left going, why is this like when you're asking, why is anything happening? That's bad. Yeah. But I will say that whole, that first sermon scene is really good. And it's the best bit of acting you're going to see out of TC in the entire movie, mm -hmm. but he's rather subdued through the rest of it. And he's just not, it, it's too serious and it's not, fun enough for especially and man I, I think the worst thing is that poster for this movie is so freaking great yeah and it promises something so awesome that is not anywhere present in this movie yep but which i know is a staple of this genre sure but it feels worse with this one yeah because it's just not fun in any way that i want it to be unfortunately so i gotta go to two bags mm -hmm. uh i guess i'll go um I'm ever so slightly higher at one bag, um, but that's like, <sighs> this is a very ineptly made movie. The thing is, is like, so are the, the two Dolomite movies. Um, the thing about it is, and I know you can say whatever you want, Rudy Ray Moore has a presence. And like, mm -hmm. when he's in the scene, he has a presence and he has something that commands your attention. So maybe sometimes what he's doing is kind of dumb or stupid or, you know, like, it's not necessarily like, played out well and maybe sometimes you know it's, he thinks he's doing something awesome but you're kind of laughing at how kind of silly it is right and and sure you know maybe it's self-aware I, I don't know but i'm saying he has something in the, and unfortunately tc here does not at least in most of the movie so i'm not going any lower because it's still i still love this this era mm -hmm. i still love the look of everything i kind of like I, I just see these things and I'm like, man, I just want to go to this crazy place. I want to see this crazy time, you know, and all this. But like, this is like, this is almost like a, a, a high enough rating because I'm like giving it some sort of nostalgia that I, I can't actually have because I wasn't there. But, you know, that's what it feels like. I'm, I'm giving it too high a rating, I feel like, but I still found it somewhat enjoyable just because I like to look at the time and the you know the it's not costumes but the clothing and everything just sure. everything about it well these movies have a flavor to them right it's 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 something that a lot of other 70s movies don't sure so there is that layer running through right. it of so, but yeah it's a super ineptly made movie i have i still even though we've talked about it this long i still barely have an idea of what it's about <laughs> i know um 
And yeah, I just yeah, one bag. That's that's all I can do. Yeah. One bag of money that was sitting on a church table. <laughs> if you went back to that time in this movie, you wouldn't be able to see a damn thing. <laughs> um yeah. because were... apparently they couldn't afford lights. No lights. Um Times were tough, man. Yeah. It's hot times. The state senator needed to yeah. fix all that. Yeah. Needed Why didn't they come the in district. there and say, like, you know, where are our lights? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they did there open were, up with, uh, well, what about racism, lights. Senator? Oh, right. <laughs> racism and lights. Right. Shine a light on all this racism. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, I wish I could give this one a zero. Yeah, uh, it's that kind of movie. Because it's that kind of movie it, that just, it sets fairly high expectations with the with the name alone and with the poster. Um, and I don't want to ding it for, you know, for, for me judging a book by its cover. Uh, however, it also sort of sets up inside the movie premises, you know, you, you should expect more out of this movie in the first, you know, in the first like 10 minutes. Cause you got this guy blowing everything up and murdering a bunch of people. He threw a flaming dude out the window. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did. And you forget, and I, man, you forget that stuff by the end of the movie. Yeah. You you forget it by it, no more than thirty minutes later. Yeah, because you're bored to fucking death. Because nothing else, it, the movie never tops that. It never even no. comes close to topping that. It never even really does much after that. No. Um, but it's not. It is kind of bad, but it's not terrible. Um, and we do get to see a you know a on fire defenestration, which is pretty good. Um, well. I don't know. Did he just go off the balcony or? Yeah, he just ran out. The just off the door. balcony. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just going to give it one bag um, because I'm going to err on the side of safety uh, for our <laughs> listeners sake. Uh, there are a lot better exploitation movies out there, including one that we just watched last week called mm-hmm. Trouble Man. You should watch that instead. If you ever think about watching Sweet Jesus Preacher Man. <laughs> um, however, you should own this poster if you can get a hold of it. Oh, I would totally. The put this poster is amazing. Yeah, that's the best thing about this movie, hands down. Kudos to the artist. The poster gets four jocks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to our new poster poster podcast. <clears throat> poster cast. <laughs> poster cast. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, well, let's take a break, shall we? Yeah. Let's. All right. All right. We are all right. All right. All right. All right. Anybody watch any movies? Nope. No. Nah. Nope. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Nope. Movie right. season's over. Let's do correspondence then. Cool. Okay. Can we make this like a male half? Yeah. Let's talk about There's our some male female correspondence corner. There's correspondence corner. Okay. Yes. Gender neutral correspondence corner. Yes. There we go. Cool. <laughs> we got emails from them. There and you go. Voicemails from, from they. They. Yeah. Uh, first one up. From Pierre, who says, I saw the new oh, Bruce Willis movie. Hey, gang. One? I saw the newish Bruce Willis movie, Extraction, last night. My God, that was awful. Bruce is a captured CIA agent whose son, analyst Kellen Lutz, decides to rescue him with the help of Gina Carano. <laughs> I don't know how to explain just how bad this movie was. Formulaic, cliche, predictable, and so on. 
I mean, I know nobody can say no to a big payday on any movie, but this was terrible. Consider this email as a public service announcement, I guess. Also, Kindergarten Cop 2 thoughts. It's got Dolph. I honestly probably will find it on demand or something, as it seems like a good bad movie, unlike the aforementioned bad bad movie. Anyway, keep up the great work, Pierre. Bad bad movies doesn't stay away. I yeah. I don't have any thoughts about the Bruce Willis movie because I don't know he's made a dozen of them that I've never heard of. So yeah, he's in that phase now. Where um, he makes Fifty Cent but, movies. All right, I have to say this: people that are up in arms about Kindergarten Cop two, why the fuck is Kindergarten Cop one that sacred to you? Yeah. It's fucking Kindergarten Cop. I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing. It's just this is not like the upper echelon pantheon of movies here. It's fucking Kindergarten Cop. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's Weekend at Bernie's. I mean, it, in his career, it's that fucking oh, okay. prestigious. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, you know, it means fucking it means it's, fuck all. It's, it's a fine. nice premise that they somehow got two hours out of. Yeah. yeah. Which it's, is like, it's fine. It's yeah. Chuck fine. The movie. <laughs> I'm saying like, if you, if, you, if that. you have that strong a conviction about kindergarten cop, check your priorities. I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. your priorities. Like if you, yeah, if kindergarten cop is like, how dare they besmirch the kindergarten cop, then you really need to get out yeah. more. Like when, when, whenever the inevitable redo or sequel to uh, Jingle All the Way comes and people get up on arms, I'll be like, "Fuck they, off!" They did with Larry the Cable Guy. They did. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> the, people that's get fuck off for an entirely different reason. That. <laughs> that's an entirely right. different reason. He's in Santa's Little Helper Two, or something. I don't know. Jingle All the Way Two was a WWE movie. Oh, oh, okay. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What? Yeah. Okay, all right. So fine. I don't care. Who fucking knows? Sorry, forget about it. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the outrage du jour of that of of you know kindergarten cop two. People were just like, yeah. rah, how dare they? Whatever, man. It's got Dolph. I'd almost rather see Dolph in that role. That movie comes out like in May. If it's ninety minutes, we're gonna fucking watch. Good. It's relevant. I mean, the thing yeah. is, like, I would buy him as a like. I barely want to be a cop anymore, cop, because he has that that <laughs> attitude of like, I'm too some, old for this. I've shit. done some yeah. drugs, and now I'm kind of grizzled. You know, kind mm-hmm. of feel to him. So, like, they cast him in the Expendables. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I can buy that. Yep. I'm sorry. The Miz was not in Jingle all the way, too. Well, was thank like, you. Thank you for that. Santino, Santino, Santino was in all right. Jingle all the way, too. Santino Morella. Uh huh. That's it. Watch that, too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Cobra somebody? <laughs> Are you? What are you doing? He does a cobra about. thing. He he has a sock that he pulls over his arm that looks like a snake. <laughs> yeah, and then he pokes people in the throat you or do? something. All right. Yeah, we do. Hmm. We do that to each other. <laughs> those All right. Called, those are called uh, condoms. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Let's recovery. break. Let's break it up with a voicemail. All right. All right. Fielder's choice. Pick one. Scott from Dallas here. Recently in my movie night, we watched Stuart Gordon's Fortress featuring Christopher yes. Lambert. Yes. Uh, we yes. happen to notice during a certain sex scene that you can see Christopher Lambert's Christopher Lamb balls. I'm going to break uh, kayfabe here. If you want, I, I already have that favorite video. So if you want to get better audio of the laughs, <laughs> okay. I, know, I know that YouTube video well. Yeah. All right. Uh, I love Lambert's laugh. It's a pretty good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost gold bloomy, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has that quality of Almost. like I probably should not be laughing here, but I'm just filling dead air with laugh. Well, that was also <laughs> like 30 movies. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> it's every movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, next one up is from Chris, who he had sent Chris from New Jersey. He had sent a three part email earlier. I remember that. Split it up. So now we're gonna do parts two and three because why not? All right, all right. Uh, part two, he said, is. The second part of this email is a collection of silly Banffcast quotes that I've collected that have made me laugh at inappropriate times in my life. Huh. Okay. From Ep 275. This might have been where AIDS was introduced to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what that's ski school. To. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. He's uh, <laughs> getting a double laugh out of that one. <laughs> I just, Man. That, that one took a minute to sink in, and I was like, yeah, yeah wow, that sounds yeah. like something we'd say. <laughs> yeah. It sure does. We should probably apologize for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Canada and AIDS. Right, I'm not sorry, AIDS. Fuck Don't you, apologize AIDS. apologize to AIDS. Fuck yeah. you, AIDS. Yeah. Uh, there's also from episode 278. There's two of them. There's you're underestimating how cheap life is in Thailand mm-hmm. and Dan Aykroyd on a speedball. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's loose cannons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I seem to remember. Yeah. Witnessing that one from afar. Boy, that was a bad night. That was a terrible movie. Oh, God. Yeah. That movie sucks so bad. Yeah. He's got quite a few from uh, 276, which is White Fury. Oh, good. White Fury. <laughs> there's, a, there's Soda Jerk Face. <laughs> you need some grid. You just don't need like mail. <laughs> and whenever you do an overpass drug deal, expect it to go wrong. <laughs> yes. These are all true statements. Man, I don't remember anything about that movie. Uh that yeah. helps a little bit, but man, no. Yeah, David A. Pryor is how did uh make such a forgettable movie. And uh Next one is episode 284 from a Five Jocks movie. Uh-huh. It is my duty to fight for that booty. <laughs> Here's a bicycle and a machete. Go for it. <laughs> Don't bring a three-year-old to a blood match. Mm-hmm. And this is a longer one. This is, there's this guy announcing, if you're not on the list, you aren't getting in. It's at this point that you see the mime had gotten in, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which would be from uh, Lionheart. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, right. The mime. <laughs> I don't remember the mime in the final scene. I do. But yeah. Really Man, now, I need, now I feel like I need to go back in time and see who said and why. I know. I, these I, things. As soon as I read these, I was very curious to see who said what. But uh, And why. This is the, this is the great thing about this is we remember nothing from no. week to week. No. Nothing that we say sticks in the our brains The second we walk all. out the, the studio door, we fucking memento the shit yeah. out of this. Yep. Yeah, I just, well, I have when a, you consider, I have a flashy thingy. When yeah. I get in my car, I just yeah. don't. <laughs> well, we'll just consider this: it just released podcasts, four hundred sixty-eight hours of time mm-hmm. so far, okay. not counting YouTube, like the extra, none of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a reason we forget everything. Yeah, it's a lot. And, of and, we're, and we're old. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Always yeah, driving on. But, I mean, uh, three of us. Moving on to the next yeah, joke. F two ninety two. It's space cocaine. Watch out. That shit will <laughs> fuck you up. <laughs> I believe it's from uh, Moon 44. Oh, yeah. Space cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do not fuck with the space cocaine. No. <laughs> uh, episode 293. I keep all my money in my gun. <laughs> Top cop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is, uh, it's a garbage town and it smells. <laughs> I don't. Let's see. 
I think that oh, was Vampire Cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Who knew? I figured that was just BJ talking about Pensacola, that he has a <laughs> it, fucking... It probably you is. Have, actually, Pensacola. I think that is. You yes, have, because you, that movie was filmed in Pensacola. You have a fucking hate on for Pensacola, and I can't <laughs> I figure I it out. I do. It's because Pensacola is like garbage town, and it smells. Mm-hmm. There you go. Have All you right, been to Pensacola? To I have. I, and, I, I enjoyed my time. We've had this conversation. I enjoyed my time in Pensacola. I don't know And how. I don't know where they touched you in on Pensacola. No. Uh, and uh, lastly, he's got from episode 305, Ooh. which is Time Barbarians. <laughs> Something about this movie is fucked. <laughs> and lastly, his favorite, goodbye, 1990, get fucked. Yep. <laughs> so, thanks, Chris. Something about this movie is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. You, you've given us all fresh laughs yeah. from old jokes. It's like listening to the show for the first time. It really is, isn't mm-hmm. it? Except we have no idea who said what. <laughs> this time, no, it's in 3D. Mm. Nope. So give us more money. All right. <laughs> See you want another voicemail? Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Let's do it. Yo, Bamfcast. This is Eli G from Virginia. And most of you guys love motherfucking pro wrestling. And if you're watching Lucha Underground, you totally should. It's produced by Robert Rodriguez, so you know that wrestling is through the roof, and the cutscenes are dope as fuck. Get out. <laughs> Harlow, you are a fan of that. I am. As am I. I am a big fan of that. Oh, you are now? Yeah. Oh, I last I heard, you were rejecting it wholeheartedly. No, 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 no. Okay. I was, uh, when last we checked in on Lucha Underground, I believe it was just the, um, I was having a hard time getting used to the commentators, because I'd. They were kind of rough and shitty. And their first. table never got smashed. Yeah, that too. Um, but they've won me over. Uh, they've kind of gelled and hit their stride, and the show has also hit its stride. Yeah, it feels. Well. It, they feel like a team where they had zero practice sessions. It was just like, hey, you both have done this, so you you both work in wrestling, so be commentators. And it yeah. took it took like two or three episodes for it was like, all right. I think it was episode like. Six, six, seven, or eight, where I was finally like, uh, I'm really liking what these guys, like, I'm really liking this style. I'm like, holy shit. How far have I come? Matt Stryker 100% won me over when it was the um, the crew, which mm-hmm. is like the, uh, it was one dude's like henchmen, and they were all, you know, various Latino stereotypes, and his his commentator, like when he came, one one of them, came, they were usually a trios team, and this one guy came out by himself, and he was like, "Tonight that little cholo is rolling solo," <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "We're done, thank you." Like, like I'm in. Everything else you say See, is gold. Your descriptions of Lucha Underground have made me actually want to watch something. Because this guy is also related. like four foot tall. He's like, oh my god, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say probably if you want to see. A, if you want a good idea of what Lucha Underground's like, probably watch somewhere in that six, seven episode six, seven or mm-hmm. eight. You won't really understand what's going on story wise, but you'll get to see kind of how the guys doing crazy shit. Yeah, look, how it or flows, look, and then you can start from the beginning. Yeah, I, I would say watch from the very beginning. But there's a, there's a YouTube video that originally turned me on right before the uh, season finale thing. Mm-hmm. It was like thirty six or thirty seven. I don't remember how many episodes there were. It was thirty six or thirty seven hours of Lucha Grand and thirty six or thirty seven minutes, whatever it was. It was a thirty six or thirty seven minute video on YouTube that was the like a recap of the whole season mm-hmm. thus far and I, I only watched like three minutes I was like stop go find watch all of this yeah so anyway okay. yes yes we are aware of this <laughs> we're glad you enjoy on it all right uh, next one up is a comment actually on uh, one of our previous episodes from Nick who says uh, love your podcast I wanted to s- excuse me 
Love your podcast. I want to see if you guys could review Johnny Mnemonic or Ready to Rumble. Johnny Mnemonic might not fit. I think the length of it's really long, though it does have Dolph in it. It's pretty long. And yeah. that, man, I don't know. I love see, that movie. I have an affinity for that time period of like internet tech stuff, like from like 93 through like 96, you it's know, like, like the hacker's like realm that. where yeah. it's like, we don't know how internet work, but it's got to have neon lights and crazy shit, right? Yeah. I, I have a confession. I've never seen Johnny Mnemonic. I, I'll get it to you. Okay. You should see it. Yeah. It, it, I, I would be a little upset if we watched it for the show. I have another confession. I've never seen the net. <gasps> You're okay. Never see the net is garbage. What? The net is by Mozart's ghost. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. The net is garbage. No, the net is great. The net is. What's Don't your feeling on ha- my future ex-wife? What's your feeling on hackers? Because I fucking love hackers. I've only seen hackers once in the theater when it came out. I don't remember a shit about the hackers. The oh, funny man. thing is, those are two sides of the same coin. Like okay. yeah. hackers is the like the youth, like yeah. what the movie industry thinks the youth are doing with the internet and how badly they they misunderstand it. And the net is like the adult version of the movie industry misunderstanding the internet and what you can do with it and being it's, afraid of it and yeah 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 okay but well i mean you should watch the net hackers is legit awesome yeah i'm just gonna say that right now we watched my wife and i watched it like maybe two years ago and we we're like this is the fucking best thing so okay. it's the most ludicrous best thing let me ask you because i asked harlow about this earlier is is hackers a bamcast movie no no, I, I I will not allow it. I have stumped for it in the past, yeah. like for like like an anniversary, like okay, episode two hundred, episode two fifty, episode right. three, one of those. Okay, it's too long. Is it? Yeah, okay. it, I believe it's right at two hours. Okay, so we kind of. It recently came out on Blu-ray, so I, I had it on the list. I can just I can tell you, I will give that five jocks right now. Okay, like well, that is great. a five jocks movie immediately. That's our hackers well, episode. Well, yeah. One hour forty seven minutes. It's that's not a, too undoable. Like, uh, I don't feel like it's. It's not necessarily a bad movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Really? It is a bad you think movie? it's a bad oh, yeah. movie? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, it's a bad movie, but, but it's an I awesome movie. I guess nostalgia's movie. clouded it enough. So is it like detention bad? Fisher or, Stevens CG, no. CG nightmare at the end of no, that movie. It's just, <laughs> oh, that was yeah. amazing, though. It's just, yeah. it's it's dated in the perfect way, is is the thing about it. it has, it's such a time capsule movie. Its datedness movie, has made it terrible, but it's entertaining as fuck terrible. Do we just and need 90s Cyber Month? See, that's maybe, the thing. I think, like, <laughs> maybe. I think that's the problem is it's so dated that it seems like it's terrible because everything is so god awfully wrong. I, I think I said this when he said it before I'll as a, as a choice is I was like, the, the main reason, like, Hackers is going to be one of those ones that's hard for me to separate and talk about. Like, I've never seen it before mm-hmm. because I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I would allow it is because it does have Crash and Burn. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like right up our alley. Yep. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, but but I'm, I, I think Johnny Mnemonic and Hackers are more similar than they are dissimilar. And Johnny Mnemonic's sure. not that long either. Yeah. It's 96 minutes. Oh, really? I'm there might be a theme month. What was the other here? one? The net. Uh, no, he mentioned Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble. That which um, almost ready, ready to Rumble was going to happen. We've got a substitute movie for it. Plus, that movie is too long, so it's going to go on the back burner for now. Yeah. I'm afraid Ready to Rumble is not is not going to land right. I mean, it's a comedy. Yeah, 
and when it works, it works, and when it doesn't, it doesn't, and it's mm-hmm. like all comedies when it doesn't work. You know, we just yeah. kind of like go, yeah, yeah, that joke failed, and let's move on. I- I'll say it was going to be next week's movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, but we've got a different plan. Yep. Thanks to Harlow. <laughs> yep. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're gonna like it. <laughs> sure. Uh, next email is from Olina, our friend in Iceland. Yay. Uh, it was titled this one, Cultural Divide. Oh. So she says, uh, Dearest Banffcast, being non-American, it was a mystery why you do black exploitation films in February. Given your theme months, there had to be an explanation. I finally figured it out. Yeah. That said, black exploitation <laughs> movies in many parts of Europe, the whitest parts, are seen as distasteful, offensive, disrespectful, and to be avoided. Many perceive viewing these films as a form of silent racism. I don't hold the same opinion, but a means of experiencing a specific time and people in history performed by and intended for said people. After doing some research, which including speaking to older generations, I discovered that this is a recent change in attitude. It's millennials who primarily feel this way, which is strange to me since there are approximately 22 African Americans in Reykjavik, and no one has bothered to ask them except myself. It's further interesting that all of these people who find black exploitation offensive are in love with Tarantino. I can't shit on the millennials too hard. I'm 25, but it seems like a preposterous stance. While you obviously share my view, can the same be said in the U.S.? Is there a backlash against black exploitation in your country? I understand I can't call a black man jive turkey, but do others even know where the term comes from? A word to your African-American fans. Come to Iceland. For people so adverse to offense, you will have all the dating partners you can handle. (laughs) Crash and burn, Olina. Sent from my retro hair pick. And P.S. Finally caught your live stream. You all look much younger and cooler than I envisioned. Sweet. I've included a picture of my father, Olafur. BJ has an Icelandic doppelganger. And he does look very much like BJ. We're both. Yeah, it's like he's ruggedly got a th- handsome. Yeah, it's like he's got a thicker version of my glasses, but mm-hmm. otherwise he looks very much like BJ. He's got the sweet beard going. For I have sure. I have one question out of all, all of that, and they're all good points. How do you have African Americans in Iceland? Uh, well, for- no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, if they might be black and they might live there, but how are they African Americans? <laughs> yeah. They might be African Americans that have moved to Reykjavik. Yeah. I- they might, might allow claim. that. And there's also... I'm really well, getting more to the point... we have an Air Force base in Reykjavik. I'm getting more to the point I actually really dislike that phrase. I don't like that 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 label because I, I think... I, no, I'm, <laughs> yes. No. Personally, I mean, I'm not getting on too much of a soapbox, but personally, I don't I don't like the term African-American because I think it's... I think it... I think it segregates more than just calling someone black. Like, I don't think... I don't I don't look at the term calling someone black as a, as a uh, negative thing at all. I, I mean, if you even want to, like you know label somebody as something but like separating them out is like some other form of american i feel is like more well that's why people have moved more to the term people of color at this point sure but i mean that's like and it's also but that also that also becomes inclusive thing that also feels like some kind of weird blanket statement it's like all those other people like those lesser than people i mean i just don't i don't know i don't like these these label things are dumb and i don't i don't put any Vitriol no. behind it. They are, but, but it's but, uh, not the, up to the four of us to no, have any yeah, say in the matter. Of course, it's <laughs> yeah. not. But I'm saying, I'm pointing out that it makes even less sense when they're not even mm-hmm. in the country. Well, I, she's inviting them, sure, to come over. Absolutely. Yes. I, I think she may mean like no. Afri- people of African descent who are Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's yes. either way. The point of her email is, you know, I think we agree for the most part with her that black exploitation movies. It's kind of I never, I've, I've never look at them as a racist thing. If anything, the people that are presented the worst are almost always the white characters in these mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, 
it was designed to appeal to a portion of the culture that was just flat out not being appealed to. Yeah. Right. And there are many stories in the seven of the seventies, how like the movie industry was dying mm -hmm. straight up and black exploitation movies saved it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we, we've had this conversation before. It, it's not that it's not that the performers or anyone, they are not the ones being exploited. It was the audience. It was let's make movies for the black audience and they will come and see it. Right. Mm hmm. That I mean, you can call it exploitation, and there are different schools of thought on the whole genre, but they were feeding a need, basically, of, yeah. hey, you know, these audiences might like to see people they know mm -hmm. <laughs> in movies doing things, you know, instead right. of just another fucking Lee Marvin movie. <laughs> well, and the thing, too, is, you know, it's not like these are documentaries. These are stories being told. Yeah. And you know what? They have awesome protagonists doing awesome stuff most of the time. Mm -hmm. They have cool characters in this weird subculture that just doesn't exist anymore in that way. Yeah. And it's fun to visit that time. And it's fun for us to look at, you know, just the fashions of people wearing just crazy stuff that, you know, were exaggerated somewhat for movies. But you know what? They weren't that exaggerated. They had no. to get those clothes from somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Someone yeah. didn't dream those things up yeah. <laughs> for a movie. There right. were people out there doing hard work, murdering couches to make suits. And yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, I I also agree with her that for someone to say, oh, black exploitation, no, that's those are bad. Those are not movies that people should be watching, and then act like Tarantino is a genius is yeah, fuck off, whoever thinks that because Tarantino's entire style is cribbed from black exploitation movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's or, what Shaw, he or Shaw Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you've got the two it's schools. He grew up. But yeah, basically exploitation movies of the seventies, right, right. yeah. and that's why I like him because he's the only person who's willing to still make movies like that. Yeah, right. I mean, there there are specific examples in the black exploitation realm that we've actually generally, for the most part, kind of tried to avoid where they actually do get stereotypical. Like they get stereotypically bad. Later like, in the seventies, right. they start to get pretty embarrassing. Right. It's it's almost like a parody on black black culture. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's kind of like the Asian exploitation things that happened in the seventies, where it's like it started off with Bruce Lee and things like that, and like you know here's bringing martial arts to an to an audience that's never seen it, and then later it was just like you know the most racist you know Asian yeah. stereotype things you can think, where it's just like you know laugh at this you know horribly racist joke wah, right. wah, wah, you know making those jokes jokes or noises yeah. afterwards literally there, there's a reason we have stuck to the early 70s for sure. a lot of these things is because as the decade moved on it I, it gets a little embarrassing right um but like to her question of how you know are they frowned upon lately they're not thought of at all right it's like more, it's it is that, not yeah. a thing it, it i mean I don't mean to say like we're some something special because we do this, but if it's not Shaft or Coffee or Foxy Brown, no one digs into that genre mm -hmm. whatsoever in any just in conversation in, you know, retro articles, anything like that it is just not something that's that's brought up anymore. And that's not just that's not even this genre. That's like if you're not one of the six movies from the 70s that everyone says is the greatest movie of all time, no one talks about it. It's no. just that time is dead and people now are just like, well, if it's not on Netflix and it's not a new movie, fuck that movie. Mm -hmm. That's the mentality here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's like a shameful thing from our past. It's just like, oh, that came out in the 70s. Fuck that. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to get someone to watch Jackie Brown now. It's like, ew, 90s. Jackie <laughs> yeah. Brown's so good. I know, man. but you know, we've had those emails from people who had the crazy roommate. It was like, well, if it doesn't have a modern cell phone in it, I'm not watching it. 
Yeah. That that that, that was a horrifying email. There are people like that. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? They don't deserve nice things and they don't get yeah. nice things, so there exactly. you go. Yeah. Because I, I, mean, I just I view black exploitation movies as like black superhero movies mm-hmm. almost. They, these characters are superhumanly awesome at the things they do majority of the time. Which is why a movie like this is so disheartening because it's like he's just kind of a scumbag that never really changes and doesn't do anything interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, and just, it's like, well, what was the arc in that? There's no arc. Yeah. You know? it just, yeah. He and went, then he went undercover for a while and, you know, that's the problem yeah. with like. And you look at know. something like Willie Dynamite, which is, is like, an yeah, arc no. in itself, but Willie is such a charismatic character sure. that you're hooked. Yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily that the person is doing bad things. I mean, we wrote, we root for antiheroes in all movies all the time if they're, if they're played right. It's just, you know, like you can't just have somebody be a criminal that's not charismatic that just doesn't basically just like fucks over the other characters. It's like, that's mm-hmm. not fun to watch for an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird because this movie, you know, I mean, just going back to the first half, this movie is basically that tiny sliver of the midsection of Bucktown where the guys come in to help out mm-hmm. and then immediately like, well, we're taking over cause we're here now. Right. Yeah. But this movie doesn't do that at, right at all. Yeah. It just, it, it forgets that it just, it's like, well, what, you know, We'll just film a scene. We got to pad out this time. So mm-hmm. Bucktown didn't do it exactly right either. But yeah, but it's definitely it's it's a movie that fills a niche for people just like, you know, shows like Empire do well because mm-hmm. you know what? You have an all black cast and yeah. and black people basically say, good. Mm-hmm. It, these are these are people I can root for and relate to and, you know, or root against <laughs> yeah. in the case of some of those characters on that show. But well, they really, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't have any knowledge about people on like Jay-Z producer level. I'm just saying, no, I, don't, no, but, I have no can tie to anybody of that, you know, wealth. <laughs> no, but it's just when you watch every TV show and every sure. sitcom yeah, all, yeah. has all white people on yeah. it, you're going to be discouraged until you go, oh, wait a minute. What is this? Yeah. You know, and that's why that why that show's doing well because it's serving a market. That's why Tyler Perry, even though we're not fans of him and his filmmaking, that's why he makes money is because he knows what his audience wants to see that nobody else is giving them. So of course they're going to, those things are going to do well because they're filling a vacuum basically. Yeah. And and one last quick point about the genre as a whole. I mean, like even if a movie is kind of bad or if it's a little embarrassing or as it goes along and gets very embarrassing, these movies are showcases for music. Like you think of all the artists in the seventies who they got for soundtracks for these things mm-hmm. and the careers that they had and then went on to have and, and entire soundtracks, not like, Oh, th- you know, there's this person, this artist's song is featured in the movie. Yeah, no. Right. You know, it's not like you get Adele to Skyfall song. Right. It's like, it's not Adele's, soundtrack yeah no one song soundtrack by isaac hayes right soundtrack by billy preston yeah, yeah. soundtrack by marvin gay yeah. you know Even i mean not we're necessarily just, singing yeah, yeah that's the great just thing. providing the music yeah. i mean that's so amazing i'm sorry i feel bad for people who feel like they can't watch something like that and enjoy it because they can't it almost feels like they can't separate reality from fiction yeah you know and that's a bummer well i mean you know this movie had a very relevant although badly handled subplot, which is still relevant today. Yeah. About just cops unhinged and just getting away with the worst things. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> White cops shoot unarmed uh, yeah. teenagers. I mean, it, it, even with all the technology we have, it still happens. Mm-hmm. 
This movie doesn't tackle it very well, but no. you know it's still shining a light on it. It's and not like it's a new problem. Barely, it was just like a yeah, it was a flashlight. Well, and that's what's scary. <laughs> flashlight whose D batteries were going dead. <laughs> I think something like that has happened in every movie we've done mm-hmm. this year, where it's been like, well, that hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. Nope, that hasn't changed. Like anytime police are involved in something, it's like, nope, that that hasn't changed either. Yeah, it's a pretty good perspective on a thought process of, yeah. It, it, this horrible thing has been happening for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of understandable that people are up in arms about it. Yeah. It's kind of shocking. It's taken this long. Yeah, really? Yeah. So what do we do now? I don't know. Uh, we had other stuff. We have one more voice. <laughs> this is a palate cleansing voicemail. Oh, good. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. Hello. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. This is the Garfield phone. Correct. It is uh, I, not Jeff Goldblum, um, here to discuss, yes, um, Chuck, Chuck Fine. Um, people say that uh, Chuck Fine is not dangerous, but, 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 the uh, lack of humility um, for nature that's being displayed here uh, staggers me. Uh, don't you um, see the danger, Chuck, inherent? in what you are uh, doing here, um, Chuck Fine is the most awesome force the planet's uh, ever seen, but you um, wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. If, if I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you are uh, using here by making something um, Chuck Fine. It didn't require any discipline to attain it. You read what other Chucks had done, and um, you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourself, uh, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood uh, on the shoulders of Chucks to accomplish something uh, as fast as you could, and before uh, you even mm, knew what you had, you patented it and packaged it and slapped on a plastic lunchbox. And now you're labeling things Chuck Fine every week. But... But, but, uh, um, no, no, hold on. This isn't some species that was obliterated by deforestation or the building of a dam. Uh, Chuck Fine, uh, had a shot and nature selected it for extinction. Go see Independence Day researches this summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> you got any contact information for us, PJ? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad he hit the table at the right moment during that quote. <sighs> I just had to say that. Uh, I, I don't even know how I could follow that, but I'm going to just plot on through it. Um, go to website. Go to website. <laughs> <laughs> go to website. You go to website now. No, I'm not. Get to the website. Check out the website at uh, bmfcast.com. Send us emails to bmf. Send emails to bmf at bmfcast.com. Give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105 Jocks BMF or 9105569263. Or give us money. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash bmfcast. That is a good way to contact us, is with cold hard cash. Um, now we're running this Patreon thing so that we can uh, pay for uh, hosting and shit and. Uh, we are really close to our merchandising goal, so we can start doing T-shirts and mouse pads and uh, ball caps and uh, underwear mm. and socks and gloves 
and uh, stylish personalized eyewear. Mm-hmm. Stop promising um, all these things I'd have to design. Yeah. That's all right. I, I'll take care of that. I'm and really individualized good at crotchless really underwear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unisex crotchless underwear. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Assless chaps, mm-hmm. um, pasties. No, the, we're, the, we're, the whole we're, lot. We are not assless. Oh man, Bamcast pasties would be <laughs> great. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just put they a target. Just put a target on it for people to chuck their loonies at them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hit here. It's chuck fine. Anyway, we're close. <laughs> <laughs> we're hashtag. Hashtag that shit. Yeah, um, girl, you chuck fine. <laughs> oh, no, that means she's ugly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that means she's barely functional. <laughs> Come on. Like, Come I, on. I, technically, that is a woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> scientifically, <Aww>. woman. <laughs> we're terrible people. Anyway, um, so we're really close to our merchandising goal, and we're really excited about that. And thank you to everybody who's donated. And a reminder to uh, those people uh, coming up pretty soon, it's the first of the month, and that means your credit card is going to get dinged. So uh, prepare to uh, prepare to actually give us your money. Mm-hmm. But to offset that, yeah, the bonus podcast will be coming very shortly it is, after that. It is nigh upon ready. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah. it yeah. will be dropping into your oh, waiting ears soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your your hot laps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, hot laps. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here, shall we? Please. Let's do that. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. Bamcast Out.